the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Super excited to be here today. We have a pretty dynamic guest, and we go into a conversation that, well, I don't go into enough that I really enjoy these these kind of conversations where we really talk about paradigm shifts, consciousness, and basically stuff that's outside the box. This stuff really interests me, and I've I've developed. You know, every time I have these conversations, I, it's like you peel back one more layer of the onion, right? And you guys have heard me talk about that before, where once you go down that rabbit hole, you start to peel back these layers, you start to learn more. And my next guest, uh, David Wilkinson, is going to be hopping on and joining us today. He really, he is very skilled at explaining complicated things like paradigm shifts, consciousness. Um, and that is why I think he has done so well as well in his business and in his life, because he can explain things to people so that they can understand them. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing in life is to be able to communicate your, your, your thoughts, your knowledge, and to be able to influence or persuade people to understand those things. And that doesn't mean that persuading or influencing is a bad thing. We talk about that also. It's about, it's a share of energy and it's about being able to give that energy to somebody else so they, they understand. So Dave and I got into a great conversation. I'm excited for you guys. And I think we just scratched the surface. So we may have to do another one down the road. But um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. And I'm so grateful for all of you guys listening. So please subscribe, stay on top of the episodes. Um, you know, and I'm telling you guys, like the, the lineup of guests that I have for September, October are going to blow your mind. It's just getting better and better. We're not even one year into this thing and it's just growing. So I promise you this thing isn't going to stop. It's just going to keep um, evolving. So again, I appreciate all you guys. And man, let me know what you think about this. We're going to get right into it with my man, David Wilkinson. Dave, what is up, my man? Thank you so much for joining me today, bro. It's been so good to connect with you again. What's been happening, man? Crazy, dude. Just an, an amazing journey in this online space. But just recently, just still trying to grow and learn all of these different facets of life. And for me, what's been happening lately is learning that the rules of the game are much, much, much more different than what I, at least I was told, or I was led to believe they were. So I'm learning these rules and it's really starting to shake things up. Yeah. I, I just want everybody to understand. So Dave, you've, what you've been able to do and what you create and how you have been able to impact people is, is something special. And the way you can, you can influence and, and, you know, basically get your message to people in an inspiring way is again, something very unique. So what I've admired about you is your leadership and your ability to be able to take a complicated situation, explain it so that it's easily digestible 
and people still feel good about themselves after. And I've noticed that. And I'm really excited to dive into all that, where you got to where you are today and how you were able to do that. But what I want to do, man, is I want to peel back a bit of the curtain. I want to go back to your, because I know you talk about, and a lot of times we talk about, you know, what's happening now and, you know, you're very successful. You've fucking got a huge team and all that amazing stuff. But I want to, I'd like to know, I'd like to go back and sort of maybe fill in the gaps of like how you got to where you got today. And yeah, a little bit about yourself, brother. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go all the way back. Is that good? Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. So um, I'm just a regular country town boy from Southern Missouri, born and raised on pretty much a dairy farm, right? And growing up, everything was really good. Like I didn't really, we had okay money. Mom made sure that we didn't feel poor, right? But I wasn't like super privileged and I didn't have a silver spoon. Not that that's a bad thing, but I'm just giving the audience like, a very good context here. So like I grew up with uh, about 16 first cousins. Right. So my family dynamic was very interesting because we were all raised at my grandmother's house. Right. Which was, um, it was really cool. Like I just had this sense of camaraderie and like brotherhood with my first cousins that most kids don't get. Right. So um, that was all really good. And I'm kind of foreshadowing right now because that ended up causing me a lot of pain, that that idea of brothers and sisters because we're cousins and it's blood and you know what I'm saying? And blood yeah. is thicker than water and all these things. Of course. Um, so gr- grew up, I was, at, I was an athlete in school. I didn't like school. I didn't care for school. I, I honestly thought it was just a fucking waste of time. Mm-hmm. I really did. Um, I couldn't wrap my head around why we had to do the things we had to do, but I did it. I didn't do it very well. C and D student barely made it through, you know, um, Catholic school and then got into high school and barely made it through high school. But there was a turning point in my life where at the age of 14, 15 years old, my mother left my father. See, my father was disabled. Um, he broke his back whenever I was one. And then whenever I was like barely two, he broke his um, neck. So he broke his spine twice within about a three-year time frame. Um, And with that being said, he was disabled and he couldn't really move around and function like a normal father. Take me fishing, take me hunting, come to my sporting events. You know, so with that being said, I didn't have a mentor, a figure in my life, a father figure um, to kind of do those things. And the reason why I say that is because I was a mama's boy. I love my mom. I know that some people can relate, right? Like, and when my mom and dad split up, I was right there at puberty. Like the hormones were running wild. I was barely making it through high school anyways. I just went from a private Catholic school into a public high school where I was a pretty kid. I was the new kid on the block and I, they did not like that. It threatened many of them. Like my first day of high school, I got deep pants. Like my yeah. first fucking day. Yeah. So with all that, all these things are going on, right? And then my mom leaves, my rock, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like in my head, I didn't know how to cope with that. I simply did not, I was too young. I hadn't had enough experience yet. So what I did was, unconsciously knowing that I was trying to fill that void, they say hindsight is 2020, so now I know what I was doing. Mm. But at the time, 15 years old, I got up, I was at dad's house because my mom left and I stayed with my dad. I was kind of like pissed, you know, like, what the fuck? Why are you leaving dad? He's all broken down and, and you're leaving. So I was really in a very judgmental state at that time. 
And uh, I got up at 15 years old. I was in the living room. My dad was sleeping in his room. And I walked into his bedroom, opened his little drawer, dresser drawer that sat right next to the bed and grabbed two of his morphine pills at 15 years old. Never taken a drug a day in my life. They never smoked no weed or drink no beer or none of it. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> now, that's not to say that all Catholics yeah. are like, but you get my I was very sheltered, right? Um, and, I, and that started a severe drug addiction at 15 years old. So wow. just to kind of like speed things up a little, um, I barely made it out of high school alive and barely made it through high school, right? Mm. So that's around 18. And um, the years after high school, I really struggled. I tried to go to college all doped up on painkillers. And, you know, I was, I did it. I, coke, meth, weed, all of it. It was anything I could get my hands on, I was getting my hands on because I was still just wrapped up in the cycle and, and, and feeding that hole because I never dealt with it emotionally because I didn't know how I didn't have anybody there to help me deal with it emotionally. Right. You're 15 years old and your dad's disabled sleeping 75% of the time and your mom's gone. Yeah. So like all this time's going by and this is where the resentment really built up um, that I still to this day have with my family. And we can kind of get into that. I know it's not healthy, but I have a lot of resentment towards some of my cousins because like I was the black sheep. I was the only one that like didn't obey the rules was like, no, fuck society. Fuck the rules. None of it makes sense. I don't know why we're all just blindly following this bullshit. Yeah. But, and that didn't make me like, you know, in the it crowd with my cousins. And then I was drug addict on top of that, but I really wasn't receiving as much like support from my first cousins who I'd grown up. Like we, bro, we, we, we grew up together down at the creek throwing yeah. fucking having acorn fights and walnut fights and and building rock huts and all these things with people that I thought were like my blood, you know? And I was like, why aren't these people supporting me? Why aren't these people reaching out to see what's wrong with me? Right? They all know that my dad was disabled and that I didn't have a dad like they all had dads and they all know that I'm I'm struggling, but I kind of like suppressed that because I was still in that element still in the in it was back in Missouri and I got to the, around the age of 21 and I, I started to my chemicals really started to change in the body yeah. at 21 and the drugs started to act a whole lot different paranoia started setting in um, with some of the drugs and I I remember I went out partying with a with a with old, old friend and I took like three or four Adderall and snorted a bunch of coke one night and I was up for three days. Well, everybody knows, most people know when you're up for that long, you start to like get schizophrenia and paranoia and you shit's not actually going on that you think is going on in your mind. And I locked myself in my dad's and I haven't told very many people this. I locked myself in my dad's bathroom for eight hours with a 45 Rocky Mountain pistol on my hip, terrified that someone was coming to get me. And around... Fuck nine in the morning my dad came knocking on the door and this was almost at the height of my paranoia and i almost shot through the door wow. i almost shot through the door and it was at that point in time it was like a paradigm shift i was like Whoo, dave what are you what is going on with your life bro what are you doing <laughs> you almost killed your dad you know what i'm saying like you can't something's got to change so i reached out to a counselor and um the counselor told me some pretty powerful words. She told me, David, if, 
it was the, probably the most life-changing words that have been spoken to me up until this point in my life. And she said, David, if you ever want to get off the drugs and fix your life and achieve what you know you can achieve and transform the world the way you know you're going to transform it. Because I always used to tell her, like, I have a purpose. We all believe that at some fundamental level, we are going to radically transform this earth. Or I think that it's, it's a pretty common thing. So I'm not to say that I'm like special in that regard. But she said, if you're going to change these things, you need to either one, change your playmates or two, change your playground. Mm. And I was like, boom, that's it. So at that point in time, I left the, the great state of Missouri and, and went out to Oklahoma. And that was, you know, a few years ago, still a little bit of timeline up until now, but if you want, you can interject. Wow, bro. Um, it's hard to believe when you see you now that you were going through that because you, you definitely could, that's why this, this is such a crazy game we're in because you just can't tell sometimes what people have been through and what they've, what they've gone through. And man, I know exactly that you doing those drugs and stuff. I was the same. And you hit that age at like 2021 and you get this paranoia that like where it actually turns you into like a freak, man. And then anything else brings it on coffee. Like I just, I couldn't believe, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh man, that's when shit changed. Like I couldn't smoke weed. I couldn't do any of that stuff the same because all the chemicals my brain were all messed up. And like, even like people that were like the most harmless people, I was paranoid. Like they're out to get me, you know, yeah. like it's crazy how that happens, bro. And thank you for shedding the light on that. I know that takes, I, I know it takes, you know, a lot of guts to be able to share that because, you know, I know coming from the space we're at, we're kind of used to sharing, but you know, a lot of people aren't. And I feel like that's such a huge factor in healing is being able to share that. Right. Yeah. Every time you yeah. share it, it almost gives you like a sense of like the universe is like winking at you like, good job. There you go. There's another level of healing, you know? Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And the thing is like, it's alongside that you actually, it puts things into even greater perspective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like now I got to look back at that and reminisce for a second about, wow, that was only six years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's not very long ago. And like you said, that transformation from then until now is absolutely yeah. incredible. So. And okay, so it took a lot of balls to get out of that situation. Okay, so you left Missouri. What? Okay, so you're, you, you want to get away. You have this like, I need to change. Walk us through the change and, and, and some of the stuff you had to go through in order to make that happen. So I literally, when she told me that, I literally accepted the fact that my playground was Missouri and my playmates were, was basically my dad at that point in time, right? In terms of where I was getting my drugs from. So it was, it was just like common sense to yeah. me. It was a no brainer that I had to leave the state. Yeah. So there really was no preparation. I was high the day I left Missouri, right? Like, it's not like I was like, okay, I'm going to get clean. And then this, this, and this, it was like, I found a cousin because I didn't have a vehicle to drive. I'd probably wrecked it and almost died or something crazy. And I had him drive out, drive me out to Oklahoma. And I'm blessed to say that I had uh, um, some second cousins, my mom's first cousins on her um, mother's side or father's side um, took me in. And they have a dairy, or not a dairy farm, a uh, vegetable farm in the middle of Edmond, Oklahoma. So I kind of like went out there and had to grow up real quick because I was working on the farm to stay for rent, like 
you're not staying here for free, boy. You're going to work on the farm. So it was just me and Lisa and Tim. And they're, they're probably in their 50s and 60s, like, you know, they're older. Um, and I started working on the farm. And it was like, for the first time in my life, it's, I knew what hard work was. I grew up on a farm. I knew throwing hay. You know, I landscaped for my grandma for 10 years. But not very many of those years was I sober, right? Not very many of those years did I not have, like, full, complete freedom to do whatever I wanted to do when I wasn't working. But at the farm, I didn't have any vehicle. I was coming off of drugs after almost seven years of being afflicted. And it was like a massively transformative time in my life. It really was because it was like this glaze, this film, this haze that was over my eyes um, started to disappear, dissipate. And as a result, the world seemed to have more color it got a little bit more exciting. I got a little bit more energetic and enthusiastic. And some of these character traits that I now uh, exhibit on a daily basis started to kind of peek their head and, and show, which was cool, man. Cause I'm like, okay, I am a lot more powerful than what I thought I was. Cause from 15 to 22, I didn't think I was any, you know, I was on drugs. I was just miserable. Um, so I worked on the farm, bro. And I immediately got in the oil and natural gas industry probably I'd say two, three months in maybe four mm. months in yeah, because um, it's oil and gas is big in uh, Oklahoma, right? Yeah, of course. So that, that made me grow up real quick. Like working on a farm is one thing, but swinging a 16-pound 16 16 sledgehammer, um, building up a, a frack stack for 16 hours straight uh, in the sleet and cold rain coming out of the south. Because if anybody's from Oklahoma that listens to this podcast, they know the wind and the weather don't play in Oklahoma because there's no hills. It's all flat. So when that wind comes in and it's a cold day, you're, you're hurting and you're swinging a 16 pound sledgehammer. And I'd never done work like that before. So it gave me a very good sense of hard work and like what it felt like to do that, that put that hard day's work in. It felt really, really good, man. So yeah, that, that was kind of the oil field journey, but we know that that didn't last too long. Yeah, I, I want to kind of circle back and uh, unpack something um, involving yeah. when you're always, this is the thing when people are always addicted to substances or external circumstances, drugs, alcohol, you never get a chance to really, like, you know, that pull from the universe that you get in your soul. It's like you never get that because you're constantly numb and you never give your chance to sort of feel that. Right. Yes. And you, you know, did you, you, you have that sort of, we don't know what that is at a certain age, but did you have that pull now and then to be like, wow, I, I am, I am capable of stuff, but I just don't care. And then I'm just going to numb out, you know, like you kind of have a feeling that you're better than what you're doing, but you don't know how. And so many people will never tap into that because it's constantly right. give me this, give me that, give me this, cover this, cover that feeling. Nobody sits with that and go, hmm, what is that? Right? It's terrifying, bro. It's not, a, it's not a comfortable thing to face your soul. It's not a comfortable thing to listen to your source energy and what it's telling you that you need to do. Yeah. It's not, right? That's why, you know, statistically speaking, an overwhelming majority of the people on this planet um, live, you know, below average or average financially and like physically, emotionally, spiritually, the whole nine. It's because it is difficult. But yeah, for years, bro, like I always tell people for years, my almost my whole life, I have known at a very deep level that I will, 
I will run some crazy shit. I'm going to yeah. do some crazy shit, bro. And do I know what that is yet? No. And I'm almost mm. 30, but that's fine. I'm not worried about that. Right. But I did know that. So all those years of the drugs and driving up and down the road, trying to figure out why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep smoking? Why do you keep yeah. doing the Coke and doing the X and doing all these things? And why are you doing this? You know, you're meant for more. Yeah. So yeah, man, that feeling was definitely there. And that's ultimately what kind of gave me enough courage to be like, yep, this is my way out. I'm out to Oklahoma. I'm going to just do this, you know? Yeah. And it's obvious that once you got rid of that stuff and you started to work, you started, that probably came to life more and you were like working hard and you're like, fuck, like, why am I doing this when, you know, you're working your ass off, but then you're sober. So you're like, whoa, wait a minute. What's going on here? It was right? actually even, yeah, but it was actually even like, I actually went to sleep even more. And when I, whenever I say I went to sleep even more, I almost stopped paying attention to my soul and my source even more because now I didn't have all that free time. I was working 12, 14, 16 hours a day on location, 24, seven, 365. So I got caught in the rat race, that hamster wheel, bro. And I didn't even know I was caught in it. I was caught in it for four years, bro. Yeah. And that's like, like segueing into how I found the online world. When I got laid off from the oil field in 2014, or what was the tail end of the, the bus? So it was 2016. It started in 2014. When I got laid off, for one, it was a day after I bought Tiffany, my significant other, who, whom I've been with for the last eight years, and I love so much for helping me grow this business. That's, I'm digressing, but I bought her a Dodge Challenger. And the next day, the, my my company that I was working for laid me off and I even pulled it into work and I'm showing all the guys, you know, and at five o'clock they're like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. And I was just like, I, I'm not a violent man, but that day I could have went to jail. Right. Cause it was just like, are you serious? I know I'm just a number, but I just paid y'all couldn't have fired me like last week when I didn't have a $35,000 car note. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was that point in my life where I, my soul, I always describe it to people like you have, everyone has two sides. We have the egoic mind and then the soul, right? Mm -hmm. and, and at that point in time in my life, the soul was screaming louder than the ego could block, right? The right. ego was no longer in control. The soul was like, nope. And I had this like paradigm shift and I was like, whoa, the day I got fired on the way back to the house. And I'm like, Dave, you just lost four years of your life. You're not college educated. You just worked your ass off for a company that fired you with no reason. It's not like I got wrote up that many times and they're ready. It was politics. Yeah. I am, I've never been one to follow the rules and I, I threatened the manager because quite frankly, he was dangerous. I don't even think he had a high school degree, but he just had the job because we were in the oil field. And, and I always like confronted that authority because mm -hmm. I don't like authority very much. And they, they waited to where that it was really going to sting the day I got a car to fire me. So my point is, is like, I was like, what are you doing, bro? You're 26, like almost 27. What's happening in your life? And, I, and it was just this realization that was like, no, now I'm going to start that journey. Now I'm going to start that spiritual journey to figure out who I am. Like, who am I? What do I want to do? And how can I do something radically different? that the rest of the population is not doing so I can live a life like the rest of the population isn't. You know what I'm saying? Totally. 
I want to just, I want to ask you this because just for anybody listening out there that's heard this term paradigm. And I know if anybody can explain these kind of things, it's you, bro. So talk us through like a paradigm shift. Like, what does that mean when somebody has that? Because they get, you hear that a lot in the personal development, but if you could shed some light on that and you know, how people could understand that a little bit better. Yeah. So I think the easiest way to understand it is you look at the world, you look at the world like it's its own storyline and it's the exact same story every single day. Right. So you might look at the way um, something is done, whether it's the schooling system, let's give that for an example. Mm -hmm. And then you might learn new information that challenges the whole psychology and structure of that given category. It, It can be anything, anything in life. Right. And when upon learning that new information, you're, your paradigm shifts and now you no longer look at that the same way. And oftentimes it's very much different and it's very uncomfortable as well. So like for me, that paradigm shift, and I've had a couple of paradigm shifts here in this last couple of days, which we were, I was alluding to at the beginning here that has caused a transformation, a shift spiritually in me. But like, it's basically when you're like, whew, damn, it actually wasn't like that at all. Or at least now my truth is it's not like I thought it was, mm. you know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. this isn't to say that something is right and something is wrong. Both are right. But now I no longer see it the way that I thought it was because I was presented with new information that makes more sense to what, what is actually going on with the given circumstance. So for me, like I've had my paradigm shifted many ways within how I look at health, within how I look at the state, with how I look at religion, with how I look at governments, with how I look at schooling. I, if you want my honest opinion, I believe that the, that it's, I don't, I don't look at the world with the same story, bro. Right? Like I I think that it's a story. And even though it's some people's truth, I have a much different truth than, than what was given to me whenever I was, I was raised. Yeah. And when you got into this, you, you heard the call, but a lot of times, none of us really like, including myself, it wasn't like I was signing up for a list. I was like, Oh yeah, now I'm going to have this spiritual transformation. This is what I'm going to do. Right? Like, it's not like we, it's like all of a sudden now tell me if this is kind of the same with you, but all of a sudden you're kind of, you're around people who are successful and then they're telling you to read a book and you're like, okay. And then shit starts to, you start to peel a layer back. You're like, Whoa, I feel better. And then all of a sudden it becomes spiritual. And then what your definition of spiritual was before makes more sense. Did you have that kind of, because I know for me, I had no idea that I was actually on a transformation or on a spiritual journey at the time. Like, how about you? How about that area, man? So I don't know if I thought, I think I'm probably a lot like you. I didn't know I was on a spiritual journey, Yeah. but I did know, I did know this whenever I woke up, And when I say woke up, I literally mean woke up. I realized that I had been asleep. I realized that I had been anesthetized. I realized that society and all the programming what had me in this world. It was crazy, bro. Like, and no, I didn't listen to an audio book or YouTube or read something. And I'm like reverberating and regurgitating somebody else's shit right now. This came from me. I was like, it was fucking crazy, dude. Like almost like I was going through a trip that day that I got laid off. Cause I'm like, Whoa, 
I, it was almost like I was not in control. Something else was controlling me for 26 years of my life. And then I just woke up and was like, whoa, shit. Wow. Why do I believe the things that I believe? Why do I act the way that I act? Why do I think the way that I think? Why am I doing these things? I've never actually even thought of it. And 90 plus percent of people out there don't ever actually question or think, why am I actually doing this? Like, right. like, why is this the way that this is? And that's the way that that is. So for me, I didn't, I guess I did kind of know that I was getting ready to go through a, a conscious awakening, if you will. And I started my journey roughly three years ago with that. So yeah, that, that's the beautiful thing is that it's like whatever is your purpose, your soul's purpose, and you allow that, you'll find that, and that's different for everybody. And you know, I want to talk about your story and evolving, like how and how how is your story from then? And we'll get into like everything you're up to, but how has the lens changed? You know just from that start, like how has your story evolved and how has your perspective changes? Because you're a guy that talks about perspective and how important yeah. it is. You know, how is your, how has that fog been cleared for you? And, and, you know, do you find that it keeps evolving? Oh, it's a, it's never, it's a never ending game. It will yeah. never end, which is really cool because then you have this sense of excitement and you know, like, cause the problem with a lot of people that achieve a high level of success in life, like the astronauts on Apollo, was it nine or 11, the ones that touched the moon? Either way, when they came back from the moon, they were, and there's like speculation to like, maybe they seen some crazy shit out there. It doesn't matter. When they came back, they were like depressed because that was the pinnacle of their life. They got to it and it was over. So with this, it's really cool. I look at it like this, you will never reach some state of enlightenment or consciousness that is at the highest peak. This is the universe. We don't even understand a fraction of what's actually going on, right? Yeah. So like for me, that's extremely loaded. That question is loaded, right? Because every single facet of my life came unraveled and then I put it back together and then it's come unraveled again and I put it back together. And yeah. it's almost like I'm getting to the extent now in my life where I want, when I share my message and I share things with people, I don't want it to be like, this is the way, the only way, because I understand I have this fundamental understanding now, since I've been on this journey, that that shit is probably going to change in the next three, six, 12 months. <laughs> right? So I know what my truth is now. And I think like one of the biggest things that one of my, the most interesting perspective changes that I have had is the fact that I truthfully believe that this is all you want my honest opinion, bro. Here I go. And this yeah. is some, this is fucking love when you gonna, go off. Yeah. It's going to make some people maybe feel a little uncomfortable and make some people be like, Holy shit. Awesome. But I believe it's, I believe this entire thing that we call life in reality is it orchestrate or perfectly orchestrated and constructed story. And the ones that did it did a very, very, very good job. It almost has to be, this was not by accident. You know, one of my mentors that was just over the other day said, when humans, when the human, the human took their hand off the wheel and got lazy, the psychopaths took over. And it, and it makes sense because if you look at the way that things are actually going, you really start to see, oh, okay, okay. And that's one of the biggest things with me is it's like, I've really looked at the way that this society, the fabric of our society, what it's based upon and all of the ancient history and how long we've been doing things that actually make no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> crazy 
shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, right? So I'm like, hats off to you. Y'all did a good job. I ain't mad at them. Now, is it right? I don't know. Is it fair? Not really. It's pretty leaning their, their way. But like, that's where I'm at. And that's like, because you asked the question, like, how has your perspective changed? One of the biggest ways my perspective changed is to know that I don't know shit. But I do know that what I, what I think I know, what I see is still probably only 10% of the truth. Yeah. And when you have this level of understanding and you have this open mindset towards that, you're able to make decisions much easier. You're able to flow much better without feeling like cornered and back into, because if something is this way and only this way, then you don't have very much choice, do you? You don't have very much freedom, do you? You don't, right? So with me, I'm like, nah, it's probably not that at all. There's probably a few different ways I could play that story out. And we can see how that goes. So that's kind of like, does that answer your question? Totally, bro. And that kind of go back to like how life isn't linear. Like, you know, we have a goal. We all set our goals. But like, you got to be, it zigs when you want to zag, right? And, and it's not going to be a straight line. And, and I'm, I'm sure you can agree with me that, you know, when we all, when I started my journey, you know, you have a plan. You think, oh, it's got to be like this. And you get so, you get so like locked into this. And if it's not exactly like that, you get down. I know I did. But now I'm like, holy shit, that's what it is. That's the journey. It's the zigging and the zagging. And it's just kind of trusting and letting go of the process. Like, yeah, you're going to go through shit. You're going to go through great things. You're going to go through shitty things. But can you let go of that and be that equilibrium, right? Like John D. Martini, man. Like, you're going to get high, but you're going to get fucking brought down your high horse when you feel it. You're going to be low, but the sun's going to shine tomorrow. You know, it's like... And it's like a constant balancing thing. And when you can realize that, you're like, hmm, well, oh, this is happening for me, right? Like, it's like, it's yep. a fucking fascinating thing because so many people, be, they're victimized. And it's like, it, you got to understand these things are empowering you to become better. Because if you don't go through this shit, you're just going to be mundane. You're never going to grow, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, I agree, man. And one of the things like, the, one of my like biggest mantras right now is, is, and I didn't make this up. I must've read it or seen it somewhere, but like life is a series of lessons. And I've added this either learned or unlearned and our ability to learn from the lessons that life gives us will predicate and dictate our success in the future. So most people just aren't learning from the same, the, the lessons that they're being given every single day, right? Because they're difficult lessons to learn from. They're extremely difficult. They're painful to go through. They're painful to try and figure out the different variables about the lesson and then how can I react to this lesson to get a better result? It takes time, effort, and energy. And most people are just unwilling to put that in. But you're right. Like it's, there's so much, we were fed this lie that we didn't have control, that we didn't have the power. Mm. We were, and in almost every different facet of our lives, we were told that we are not in control that everything else, all the powers that may be dictate what's going on. And you see the proof of that within the financial status of the entire globe. You see the proof. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just spouting some bullshit. The proof is in the money, right? Because if people understood they were powerful, like I understood two and a half years ago that, holy shit, I'm the one running this game. This is my hero's journey. I don't know if you know who Joseph Campbell is or you ever read into the hero's journey, but like I really look at life thanks to one of my mentors now, like, it's all a story, bro. Like I'm the main character. I'm the one that's picking which path to go down and what, like the wizard is the mentor and the troll is like 
that business partner that fucks you over. You know what I mean? And you yeah. got the mystics, you got the bosses that you face. And sometimes you're going to find these treasure boxes with an awesome sword to help you beat the next boss. And sometimes you're going to fall off a bridge and die and have to start back over, i.e. lose your business. And all these things are happening. And when you look at it like a story, you know that you hold all of the power. You're the main yeah. character in that story. So yeah. for me, it's, it's just like when things happen, like you said, there is something good that will come out of that. Like just before I got on this call, I, no I got a notification that my business Facebook page was shut down. And I had an ad that was getting me less than $2 leads. Now that's gone because my Facebook page is shut down. But I don't, I'm not tripping, bro. Because I know the universe is telling me now it's time for something different or you need to adjust and learn from the lesson. And then we just keep it moving. We keep it moving, baby. Because if yeah. you don't, how are you going to continue succeeding and, and growing? Man, it's so true. And well, yeah, bro. I mean, it's all a game. And I honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm in a simulation. Like it's, it really isn't that far off when you start to learn about the quantum physics that we both, that once you learn, you go down that rabbit hole. It's like, well, is it that weird? I mean, you know, is it that crazy? Right? Like it's, I don't know, man. No, like, no, it's not that crazy at all. Bro, I'm there with you. Sorry, yeah. just trying to find Oh, that's all right. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it just feels like sometimes when you have that, you know, when you start to realize the power that you have, how much more fun life becomes, right? Well, I like, I'm real, I'm really different. Like I yeah. believe in magic. Like I believe yeah. in power. I believe that with our minds, we can do much more fascinating things than what the human race is even, is even ready to accept much less try and accomplish. Like, you know, in the, these ancient cultures and these ancient books of wisdom yeah. and religions, there is shit in there that is, that is there for a reason, right? Yeah. Like the, these things are not new. We are starting to understand with new technologies and new sciences that are emerging that what we thought is not actually what's going on, right? Like yeah. you and I are looking at physical human beings with eyes and noses and teats and stuff, but we're not. We are a community of 50 trillion cells, bro. <laughs> so when you look at it at that fundamental level, we're not humans. We are a community of cells that every single day you're telling those cells to do something, right? So when you start to look at life and break it down all the way to the quantum, like you were talking about, and energies, like you really understand that you have a lot more control over all of these energies and these things magically creating whatever you want to create that yeah. you can. The problem, and this is my deal. I believe the reason why most people str struggle and suffer is because they don't believe that. Most people, when they hear that, might be like, this dude talking about magic, this, that, and the other. Guess what? I've magically transformed my life in the last two years by believing that I can literally manifest whatever I want with my brain. I can literally create whatever I want with my brain. And I've done it. And I don't have no college degree. So how did I do that? If it's not, there's not something to it, you know? Well, yeah. And nobody wants us to know that. The big, the big players don't want us to know that we, we are powerful. That's why they feed us shitty quality food. They want to dumb us down. They want to add, like, there's no, you put, they invent the TV so that we're just distracted. Like, nobody, they don't want us to think. I know it's not, no. like, I mean, I, I love going down these, like, call it conspiracies, whatever you want. I know you guys love this stuff. I, uh, this, this kind of conversation is so fucking good because it's so true. And it's so many times, like, people are thinking this stuff too, man. You got to understand, like, if we don't think or if we watch, if we're distracted or we're putting things in our body that lower our vibration, then we won't think. 
And when we yep. think, we think is when change happens, is when we create yeah. new things, right? Yep. And that's yep. dangerous. It's, it's very dangerous. And here's the deal. Like, I thought about something when you were talking there, and this is for the audience. Like, for those of them that are listening to this and really, like, maybe they're like, okay, I see this, or the ones that are like, nah, fuck, this dude's crazy. Like, hey, I got news for you. The ones at the very top are doing some crazy shit. They're like into some voodoo magic, weird ass shit. The ones at the top. You just don't know that because you ain't at the top. But I can promise you, I know some pretty high level players in this game. And I've heard some pretty wild stories about the things that the ones that are making hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, actually think. The way that they view life is, if you think I'm a little bit off my rocker, you ought to see how these people are thinking. And that even tells me even more there's truth to it. Because how the fuck did they get there with that level of mindset, with the yeah. belief? And I don't like, look, I, some of it's like really like Luciferian type weird shit, but I'm not going to think like it's dualism, right? I know I'm jumping track and I'm a little all over the place here, That's but I'm, all right, bro. I'm like, I want to re really emphasize how I'm not judging that, right? I'm saying I, I've recently come into this, come into this realization paradigm shift that there's dualism and then I don't know what the opposite is. It, the word is evading me, but basically dualism is saying black and white, right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You believe in Catholicism and you believe in, in Islam or Judaism and you're right and you're wrong. That's dualism. Mm -hmm. Whereas I believe, no, that's your truth. So you are right. Yeah. But I have my truth and I'm right too. And Joe down the street's got his truth and he's fucking right too. Right? So when you come to this realization, you stop judging so much which opens up so many possibilities, man. You can learn so much shit from people when you stop fucking judging them. And as humans, we're judging 24, seven, 360 fucking five. It's just what we do. It's how our brain tries to handle shit. We have yeah. to analyze it and judge it. And then the ego gets involved and starts really putting those emotions out there like, oh, you're stupid or you don't know what you're doing or this, that, and the other then we just have all these bullshit problems that we don't really need. <laughs> exactly. Just creating things that are just unnecessary. Okay, bro. So we kind of dove into, into that. You're, you know, a lot of fucking gold there, um, man. So, all right, let's go back into you and your transformation and what you're doing and how, you know, it's one thing to go from a to B, but how the fuck did you get you? How did you get success? Like, how did you make that happen? And what is it that you do that can really help somebody listening? Because if so many people are stuck, right? So many people are yeah. stuck in this rut and they believe in themselves, but they, they don't have, they don't have that encouragement or their circle is fucking bringing them down, you know, right? without loading the question too much, which I really like to do, ask five questions yeah. in one question. You know, talk us through your, your journey from there, bro. And like, what are some of the simple things that you did that had some like massive results for you? So, okay. So first what I, I did was I understood that I really understood that if I don't start doing something different than what everyone else is doing, I will never get to experience what other people don't get to experience. Like I knew that at a fundamental level. I didn't need to read a book or any of this shit. I was like, okay, everybody else is doing this whole school thing and then college thing and then being in debt from college and then working a job where that like glass ceiling hits and you're only making X amount of dollars, but your soul really didn't want to do that and you're miserable as fuck, but you won't admit it because the ego will not allow any, you to admit that to anybody else. And then all these other people are busting their asses who didn't go to college 
in the, in the corporate world or in the working industry and they're not happy either. So I'm not going to continue doing what they're doing. That's the first thing that I did do something different. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was the online space, bro. Like I was 20, like I said, 26 at the time. And I had been scrolling Facebook like we all have done for countless hours and wasted countless hours of our lives doing it for probably five, six years, knowing that people were making money online. Like I knew it. I was like, these people are doing it. It's, there's not as many scams out there as I probably think. It probably took me that many years because I did think that I wasn't smart enough and there were scams. But there's, here's two more practical things that I did. I put down the bullshit about me not being smart enough or a computer guru or a geek or a college educated man that to, to be able to generate an income, that that was gonna predicate whether or not I was able to be, generate an income online. And then the, there was all kinds of scams. I put that bullshit down. I was like, no, there's people doing it, right? It was, mm. It's like 2017, like, come on. Yeah. So then I started to just look, bro. And like, like you said earlier, you alluded to it earlier. Like when you allow, when you follow soul, soul guidance and you allow your source, your soul, your essence to guide you almost, I don't know if I've ever been guided in the wrong direction. Our souls know exactly which way to go. So I let my soul guide me, right? I told my soul, I told myself, I told my source, I want this. And I trust that wherever you guide me, I'm going to find it. Right? So I didn't rush the process or try and force the process. I just started getting on YouTube. Most people don't realize we're in the information age, baby. All the shit you want to know is online. It's on you. It's at your fucking fingertips. Don't ask somebody else how to change an alternator. Go to YouTube and figure out how to change a fucking alternator. Right? That's how simple this really is. Don't ask somebody how to make a million dollars. Go to YouTube and figure out how to make a million dollars. And if you don't like the first video, guess what? There's a hundred fucking thousand other ones right behind it on how to make a million dollars online. Right? And then you pick what you like most. Mm -hmm. So this segues into um, my specific experience. I found a company called Enagic. I found these amazing water ionizers that would radically transform my health. I knew that they would transform my health, bro. Like my dad passed from cancer a couple years before I found this opportunity, passed from cancer, um, lung cancer. And I was like, when I found Enagic and, and these water ionizers at a fundamental level, like I knew that water was extremely important. Like I'm a common sense guy, Lance. Like yeah. I'm like, it's pretty fucking simple. If you're 70% water, mm. you should probably drink it, be drinking some pretty high quality fucking water, right? 100%, makes sense. 100%. Just makes sense, right? Like you don't need to be college educated to understand that, that concept. Mm. So I was like, okay, cool. I like this. This is cool. I'm gonna look into this. So I start looking into it. Right. And I'm working at Walmart. This was after I got laid off from the oil field, this, this period between oil field to online success and business. I was working at Walmart stacking boxes, making $1,400 a month. I was struggling. Right. And I found the water and I looked up the price of one of the machines and I was like, fuck that. I can't afford that. That's, that's, that's like what I would make in five months at Walmart. I can't do this. So the water went out of my life, you know, and then, uh, it's funny, man, when you set the intention, the universe will give it to you and it will almost sometimes force it down your throat. But here's the key. And I don't mean to get off, but here's the key self-awareness. Mm -hmm. If you're not aware, God tries to give you shit every single day of your life and transform your life. But if you're not self-aware, if you're not practicing self, practicing self-awareness, you're never going to see the opportunities in front of your face. So the first time, I'm, I didn't miss it, but I didn't really pay too close attention to it because I told myself I couldn't afford it, right? I can't afford that. That's what I thought. It was bullshit. 
Second time it comes into my life, a couple of weeks later, I was at the gym and I was, I, um, well, no, I seen it on Instagram and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to my mother-in-law and ask her, um, about this water. She, she's a doctor. Fuck. She's an, an MD. She's got to know or something like that. She works in a hospital. She's got to be really smart. She's got to know about electrolyzed reduced water. I mean, the Japanese are using it and they're the healthiest people on the planet. So I went to my mother-in-law and asked her and she kind of passed it off as bullshit, bro. Straight up. She was just like, you got to worry about that kind of stuff. I've never heard about it before. And with her, I, I told you back in the like previous in this conversation, I don't, authority almost means nothing to me, right? Like you, 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 we respect, I deal with respect. If I respect you and you're an intelligent human being and you respect me, I'm going to listen to what you got to say. If you're going to pass something off as bullshit before you even know what it is, I don't even listen to that. I don't care if you're the president of the United fucking States. I don't care. You're not like, I'm going to look for something different. So with that being said, you know, I kept looking. I was like, nah, she's wrong. This is good stuff. I know it is. I just had this gut feeling, bro. And it went out of my life again for the second time. So then like a couple weeks later, I'm at the gym, right? And I, I seen it again on Instagram. I must have been following this dude, right? And I seen it again. I'm like, fuck, it just would not leave me alone, bro. So I'm like, I called Tiffany up. And I'm, I just got out of the sauna and I called Tiff up. Tiff's my girlfriend who I've been with for yeah, eight years now. And Tiff's like, I was like, Tiff, I got it. I've always wanted to help people. I want to make a bunch of money. I want to be free. We want to be free. We want to live life the way that we want to live life and experience this thing that we call life the way that we want to experience it. So I'm just going to go door to door. Fuck it. They got to sell these things door to door, honey. They sell Kirby <laughs> vacuums for Christ's sakes. They got to sell these things, right? And she's like, no, Dave, if people were doing that, we would know about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good point. You're probably right. So I fucking hung up the phone and the, and the water went away from me for a third time. Wow. Then a couple of weeks later, I'm standing in the old, we lived in a 70 year old rock, old rock home. Like the rock house was literally built out of like um, mortar and big ass rocks. Um, mold infested old home, 70 years old, bro. In, in Southern Oklahoma. And I remember the day, like it was yesterday, I was standing in the doorway of our bedroom and we were just kind of like, it was an evening, nothing was really going on. And Tiffany goes, oh my God. And I'm like, what? And I turned around and I knew it. Before she even fucking said what it was, I knew it was the water. I knew it was the water. I didn't know what about, but I knew it was that. She was like, you're never going to believe this. I'm like, what? And she's like, you can make money off that water. And I'm like, boom, baby. Like fireworks started going off in my head. I was like, it was a very liberating moment in my life. Like I was like, I'm free. I knew it. I knew I was free. Right? So telling the, the listeners, getting back to the question, telling the listeners was like, I found something that I could believe in. Mm. That is key because so many people are trying to generate an income in the online space, but they don't really fucking believe in what they're doing. Mm. They don't. They're just doing it because they see dollar signs. I found something that I believed that people needed, like full-fledged belief. No one could shake that belief. Like, like the sun's coming up tomorrow. I believed that people needed this water, right? Mm. So that gave me, and the reason why that's important is because it gives you this level of drive and passion and motivation. And I don't really like the word motivation, but it does to an extent give you this level of motivation that is far exceeds any, any dollar sign that you could see for anything. Cause I believed I was going to help people. I was going to change the world and I was going to sure I was going to make some money while I was at it. And I was going to get this water that was going to make me healthy. So I found that believed that I could do it. And then I just taught myself practical skills, bro. I got into the online space and got into this platform that taught me how to generate an income in the online space through social media advertising, even though I didn't know shit about advertising. Once again, I'm not college educated, but I knew I could learn. 
And then I taught myself two extremely practical skills, man. Well, really one, persuasion and influence. Mm. I knew that the human brain, the human, human psychology is absolutely incredible. It's go, going back to the whole how I think that the world is literally being ran is because the psychopaths figured out how the human mind works and they played them. They're playing a giant little play for all of us and we're playing right into it. And it works because I've seen it. The human mind works a specific way. And if you are able to articulate your message in such a way that it influences or manipulates the mind, you can get the desired result that you want. Now, some people, you know, some of your listeners might be like, this dude's off to some weird shit or some foul shit. No, if your intention is pure, you manipulate someone every single day of your life if it's going to help them, right? So like my intention was pure. I know this water will change their life. So they're going to buy it. Call it persuasion, influence, or I just call a spade a spade. It's manipulation, right? right? So, but it's a good thing because I've transformed people's lives with this water. So in the beginning, I just taught myself persuasion and influence from Jordan Belfort, man. Yeah. That's what I did. You, 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 you can't lose that way. If, you, if you're in sales or marketing, or if you want to start your own business, if you learn how to persuade and influence and you learn how the mind works and you learn how like certain mannerisms and matching and mirroring and your tonality coming up and down with your, your voice really affects the subconscious mind and the answers that you get and you just know people, you never will have to worry about dollars in your bank account for another day in your life. You never will. Yeah, a lot of people get that mixed up too with selling, the word selling being like you're trying to be like a used car salesman or something. Not to say that's bad for anybody doing that, but <laughs> I know you can make, you can hustle and make good money doing that. But the old school mentality of if you're selling, it's like you're doing something wrong and that's not it. You're influencing and selling when it comes to getting your opinion or you're going on a date. You're trying to sell yourself to them. You're going for a job, a job interview. You're trying to influence them to like listen to you Whatever it is, every conversation, it's about two, two humans having that energy exchange. And the influence is just a matter of like, just like Jordan Belfort says, the, the tonality, the energy that you connect with them and do you see the vision of the future? It's like, do you, can you see yourself with them? Can you get excited about it? And if you yeah. can do that with anything, it's not even like you're selling. You're just being a real fucking human and actually just, yeah. just connecting. It doesn't become yes. selling. It's like, and then realizing like, hey man, if it's not for you, like this isn't for you, then I'm happy to show you somebody that has something that's better for you. And I really like how you said that as well and how Jordan Belfort talks about that. It's because it's, it's not about, here you go, I'm going to stuff this down your throat even if you don't need it. But it's like, hey, if you don't need it, this guy may have something for you, right? Exactly. And that's the important thing about it, right? Yeah, and, that, and that's the reason why most people struggle in the space is because they're only interested in making a sale or making a dollar. Whereas the position that I've taken from Jump Street is, I want to learn about your story first. Mm. And then when you tell me your story, I can make a pretty damn good decision on whether or not I can help you. And if I can't help you, then I know somebody that probably can help you. And when you take right. that, that attitude towards things, the universe sends you abundances. You don't get yourself caught up in this 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 real trip and ugly ugly path that you can take because money like you can use this for bad is what i'm trying to say of course, right yeah but when your intention is to help transform somebody's life you can never go wrong there now some humans might not get that they might miss the message there right because mm -hmm. they're not really fully in tune with their conscious awareness and their soul 
Um, but as long as your intention is always pure, you're, you can't go wrong. I don't believe. Yeah, no, for sure. So, okay, you're, let's, let's just paint a picture for everybody here. So you've been doing this now two, three, two, two years or so. You built a massive team. There's no doubt that you are, you are an amazing speaker. You influence people and people listen to what you have to say, right? Yeah. Now, becoming successful where you're at and leading in these, and constantly leveling up also brings its set of challenges, right? There's no finish line. There's just leveling up to the next version of yourself. So out of that, you have people, including myself in the past. I remember hearing you and being like, man, I got to reach out to this guy and ask this guy. This guy fucking knows what he's talking about. But like that, and that's true, bro. Like you, you, you possess that. And that must get super fucking draining because you're giving that energy away a lot. What is some, like, as you raise up your game, as you level up, talk us through the new set of challenges that go with that people can maybe expect when they do hit that kind of raise their game and grow a team and grow an influence. I think the biggest, one of the biggest things is understanding that at like every single time you learn something, there's going to be something right behind that. that you're going to have to learn again. So we think that we're going to get to this point financially, like, like this house, for instance, it's a 3000 square foot house built in 2016. It's beautiful. This house is gorgeous, right? Yeah. Like it's a very nice house. And I just recently moved in a few months ago that brought up a whole new set of challenges for me, right? Nice. Like I'm a country town kid that was born and raised in Southern Missouri with no college education. And I am living a life that only the top 1% in this country get to live. That's fucking with my brain right now. Mm. I'm not, I can't lie to you or your audience. It's messing with my brain right now. Right. Yeah. So what you have to do is you just have to realize it's all going to be okay. Right. Everything is going to be okay. This fear that our society is feeding off of is a, is that's the, that's that black voodoo magic, baby. That's what the, the ones at the top are having everybody feed off of is the fear right? That gives them more power that allows everybody to stay back. So what I have to say is with all this success that I've had, I just keep telling myself, it's all going to be good. Mm. I fully believe that I'm going to keep winning. Even if I lose my entire income, mm. I still believe that I will live the most gangster life that I could ever possibly live. And with that level of belief comes this inner peace right? I'm not fucking freaking out about things, right? And when you're not freaking out about things, you're able to make decisions better. You're able to decide what do I need to do here, right? So, so I think the biggest thing for me is, yes, just understanding that it's never going to go away, man. Every time I turn the corner and I'm like, yeah, I just leveled up and I have this new paradigm shift and I'm, I think this new way and people are reacting and people are winning or I'm making more money. I know, I know, that there's going to be something else, whether it's in the health field that, you know, cause I boil life down to the four, like four pillars, right? Spirituality, health, right? Relationships and finances. That's the way I kind of boil it down, right? There's always going to be something there. Mm. You're never going to have all four of those nailed down. Right. And then the other thing is just loving the process. Gary Vee says this all the time. Like just mm. fucking love that shit. Don't, but, don't take it so serious. 
right? Yeah, no, for sure. But how do you conserve your energy? Because you're an energetic dude. Like, how do you, how do you distribute that amongst, because you do a lot of content, a lot of videos, you're talking, you're on calls. First of all, how do you, how do you set yourself up to be primed for that energy? And how do you conserve it so that you can channel it into what you need to? Because you can get drained giving your energy everywhere, man. Right? It drains it. it yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I've been doing recently to protect my energy, and this goes into the metaphysical realm. I don't know if any of your followers are into like metaphysics and stuff, but like there's shit going on that we can't see, right? Energetically. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not going on. So what you're talking about is energy and being drained. So here recently, what I've been doing is I'll ground. And for your viewers, basically that means imagining that you're grounded to the earth. You're grounded into Gaia and you're protected. So what I do is I close my eyes and I imagine this banner of yellow light starting at my feet and going up in front of my face and all the way around to the backside. And I'll draw it out because I'm like, I have to be, move my hands. So when I close my eyes to really imagine it, I like, I go boom and draw it out. And then I'll do that and I'll go off to the side of me. And then I'll do one off to here and off to here. And then what I do is I flick those banners so they start rotating like this and like this and like this. And then all of a sudden that yellow ball will like, boom, it'll lock in, right? And then I imagine this cord that's going from my spine to the earth. And this is all about imagination, right? This yeah. is all about locking your physiological body and your cells into a state of groundedness. So your energy is not just floating all around and all these people that you're dealing with, like you were talking about, aren't sucking your energy from you because you don't have a barrier around you. Once again, this is metaphysics. Might sound like voodoo to some of your listeners, but this shit is, you can measure this shit. We have auric fields around our bodies that you can shoot with a camera and look at. Yeah. Now, so, most people's auric fields are fucked. There's holes all over in them, which allows people to get in there when they got a negative attitude and affect that human being. I mean, we all experience it. So what I've been doing is protecting that auric field and strengthening it so other energies can't get inside me and it doesn't allow me to go so high that I ex expel all of my energy and then I have to recharge. It keeps mm. the energy contained within me. So now I'm able to go longer, more hours. And then the other practical piece of advice is eat fucking healthy. Quit yeah. shoving shit processed food into your body and expecting to have energy. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to happen. 100%. So yeah, bro. I, this, is, this is a question that, I sometimes ask, sometimes I don't because somebody like you that does a lot of like talk, a lot of speech, speaking, a lot of speaking audiences, a lot of questions. What is a question that somebody should ask you that doesn't ask you more often? Like what is a question that you feel that you should be asked more that doesn't get asked? Oh shit. <laughs> like what's something that, you feel hasn't been addressed. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would like people to ask me more often. What is the, what is the purpose to life? Cause we all have our own yeah. answer for that. Right? But where I would go with that, if people, if people really, cause once you figure out your own purpose to your own life, you unlock every fucking door, bro. Yeah. They're all unlocked at that point. And you're going to walk through so many doors that you'd never be able to find your way back to your old life, even if you wanted to. Mm. So like if people were to ask me, can I get the answer? Of course. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted me to give the answer. Oh yeah. So man. I, wish, I wish people 
people would ask me like, Dave, what do you think the purpose to life is? Yeah. And I thoroughly believe the purpose to life is a two-step process. Understanding that you have an ego and the ego doesn't always serve you. Right. And then understanding that your soul was sent to this planet to guide you in your specific path just for you. You're you and only you, and you're not following that right now. So the purpose to your life should be to reharmonize the ego because you can't get rid of it, nor do you, nor would you want to get rid of it and follow your soul. Listen to your soul and follow it. And I promise you like only happiness can come from that. That's truth. That is infinite truth, infinite intelligence, bro. It knows, but the whole world are following their egos and they don't even know that they're doing it, man. So that's, that's what I would tell them. Man, I know we could have a whole podcast just on ego and, and soul. Like it's, I, it's so, man, that rabbit hole is just so amazing. And bro, like I can't, I can't believe how fast time goes, man. That was, that was, that was awesome, bro. And I mean, there's so many ways that we could take that. We might, well, I, I always say like, when I have a powerful one like that, we've got to do a round two. And you know, I, I really think no, we will. that's going to happen again. That's uh, <laughs> bro. There's so many rabbit holes to go down now where I want to make sure everybody can find you where, where's yeah. the best place to find you? Where's the best place to check it out, check your content out and learn more yeah. about you and how to reach you. Yeah. So I'm really leveling up on Instagram right now at the David Wilkinson at the David Wilkinson. So a lot of my video content that Tiffany's helping create, she's awesome. Phenomenal. She is awesome. Putting out, yeah. putting out some really good high quality video content, just value based stuff. Yeah. Right. And then um, on Facebook, I'm not sure. Like I said, my business page got shut down. I don't do Instagram too much. So right now it's Instagram at the David Wilkinson. And I mean, I love connecting with people, man. Like however I can help, that needs to be the goal, dude, because money just becomes this thing. And if you're not really, there's no purpose behind it. There's no fucking point in really doing it. Like I go back and work a day job. Right. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I yeah. encourage you to check out Dave. He's got just his outlook and how he speaks to the camera is just, he's able to connect with you guys. And I think you should really check him out. And you know, there's been nothing but value, bro, since I met you and, and, you know, you've, you've influenced me a lot, in a lot of areas, bro. And I'm, you know, not just stroking, stroking the ego here. I, I truly mean it. And I, I, I've, there's, there's certain people that I've looked up to in the journey and you're one of those people that I'm like, fuck the way he said that was so true. You know, you just, it strikes yeah. a chord. Certain people have that and you have that. And I'm sure tons of people could say the same, bro. So thank you for that. Thank I appreciate you having me on, Lance. I really, yeah. I really do. Yeah, bro. Okay, so the final question. It's an easy one. Well, it's Shoot. not an easy one, but it's the one staple that I ask. Yes. It's kind of just ties everything together. What's the one thing for somebody that you could offer to overcome adversity in their life, to go over to, to get over that hump, that whatever it may be, to go on to become successful or happy or whatever they say fit to get through that adversity? One thing, one piece of advice that I can offer them. Yeah. I think the biggest piece of advice that I can offer somebody is they have to realize that they have enough power inside of their body to light up cities for weeks. And I don't say that. I mean that like we have enough bioelectrical power to light up cities 
for weeks. And when you understand that this whole universe is energy, right? Yeah. I'm getting a, I'm getting a call. When you understand that the whole universe is energy and that our bodies are energy, but we have enough energy to light up cities. And then you understand and have this belief that you can manipulate that energy. You take all the power back that society has taken from you, that governments have taken from you, that certain institutions have taken from you. So believe that you have the power and then you're, you'll set yourself free. It's what I did. I finally realized, oh, fuck, the president ain't controlling my life. Yeah. My boss ain't controlling my life. My wife ain't controlling my life. No one is controlling my life. I'm the one that's manipulating all of the chess pieces. Yeah. When I took all of that power back, bro, my life blew up. Amazing. Brother, that was great. I really appreciate it. You guys, make sure to check out Dave. Follow him on Instagram. Watch his content. And you're going to love it. So thanks again, bro. I really, really, really appreciate you coming in and, and hanging out with us. Thanks, Lance. Later. Cheers. Later, everybody. Love and appreciate all you guys. Catch you later. Thanks so much, everybody. Go check out Dave. He's doing great things. If anybody wants to learn how to do an online business, he's the man. He's got, he's got a, all great value, a ton of answers, and I'm sure he can help you out anyway. Follow him on Instagram. Check him out and see what he's got to say. Hit that subscribe button, everybody. Leave us a review. I want to know what you thought about this episode. And again, I appreciate all you guys so much. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Love you. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance Ecos.